insert joke here. There's no joke today because there's no mustachio. He's missing. Where is that mysterious mustache man? Shirking his responsibilities. What has he possibly got to do that's better than this? I'm offended. Me too. Can't be trusted. Come on. I brought donuts. Should I have told him about the donuts? I'm I gonna think that eat helped. his donuts. Maybe we should start looking for other hosts. Just kidding. Or am I? Well, actually, maybe his, uh, maybe the fact that he's missing and the fact that his voice is silenced is appropriate. Because this week we are going to be fixing a quiet place. Shh. Shh. <laughs> this, this entire, this entire episode, we vowed to whisper. What if we sign the whole episode? That would be terrible. No, so and anyway, welcome. Well, we're not going to do that to you. We uh, Welcome to another episode of Screen Fix, the show where we will give you, where we will fix a movie. We're that audacious, but we do it politely. And we will mm-hmm. also give you a little bit of movie news. Uh, with me, as always, are the co-hosts that carry the show. Say hello to everyone, Lady One. Hi there. So, Lady One, why don't you tell us a little bit of what you've uh, been up to? Did you do anything uh, lately, film or TV related? I My weekend has not been super movie or TV related. I did my usual, I don't know what to watch, so I'll just put on Arrested Development thing Saturday night. That's, that's just always a safe choice. It's just any episode, just put it on and just lose your mind laughing. I love it so much. Very good show. I believe that there is going to be a, a season five. Have you seen mm-hmm. that that news? I, th- I think I've seen that news. Yeah, I've heard that. I'm a little nervous. Didn't love season four. Season four was, was strange because the, the way that they, they did the, the format of it. Mm-hmm. Instead of like each individual episode being clever, it took like five episodes for you to go, oh my gosh, episode one was clever. And that yeah. it was it was hard. It was hard. Anyway, let's go ahead and dive right into our in our movie news, shall we? Yes. What a week of movies. <laughs> so <laughs> let's go ahead and start out with uh, maybe one of the bigger things uh, that came out this week. There's a lot of trailers. We have a lot of trailer news. Uh-huh. But let's maybe none bigger than the Incredibles two trailer, much anticipated. So the Incredibles 2 trailer shows us that apparently uh, a person voiced by who's who's uh, Bob Odenkirk. I, I always forget. You I, never remember Bob Odenkirk. I never name. remember Bob Odenkirk ever. What about Bob? I <laughs> so uh, this person voiced by Bob Odenkirk wants to bring supers back into the spotlight and let people know that they're good, and they choose Elastigirl. Which is, of course, the Mrs. Incredible, the wife of Mr. Incredible. They want her to be kind of this uh, poster child for this. And so she goes back into the saving business. Mr. Incredible is left at home. Uh, it kind of looks like an animated superhero remake of the movie Mr. Mom with Michael Keaton. So he's struggling with that. And then, of course, hijinks and whatnot. And Frozone is in it. And at, at the end, his wife's yelling at him again. Uh, I think they need to bring her in. I think they need to bring her in as as another superhero. I agree. You think her name would be Megaphone? (laughs) She just like berates villains until they start doing their chores and stuff. Yes. How many years has it been since Incredibles 1? I feel like that came out forever ago. 12 or 13 maybe? Right. It's been quite a while. But Incredibles 2, it's back. Uh, How do you feel about this trailer? Lady Wan, go. 
super excited. I loved The Incredibles. Um, when we talked about it before, I, I mentioned that it was the first time I saw, I truly saw a kid's movie as an adult for the first time. Like, oh. saw it as an adult for the first time. Not like saw a kid's movie when I was a kid and then later saw it as an, as an adult. It was one of those where I was like, I get the grown-up jokes, like, for the first yeah. time. You know what's funny? The Pixar movies were the first movies that I can even remember my parents mentioning that were cartoons. Like, I remember them going, oh, I saw Toy Story. Or I, like, even, even my parents were seeing these animated films. And I wonder if, like, Pixar had a big hand in, in taking cartoons uh, into the mainstream for all. Yeah. What do you think? I think so. I'm trying to find this quote right now. But I think it was... It was when they made sure that parents were going to be fully entertained while they sat next to the kids who were staring at the screen. And instead of like my dad taking a nap when he took me to see movies when I was a kid. So I think I think they wanted to make sure the parents stay awake. And I think they did that. Yep. And then and then there's the kind of danger of that, which is when you load it with too many like pop culture references and the movies don't hold up well, like kind of like the Shrek movies. Oh, like, yeah. like they're still good, but does a kid these days watching Shrek, do they get all those those pop culture jokes that are thrown in there? Yeah, I kind of want to rewatch that one. See if it is completely ridiculous at this point. I, I remember laughing so hard. I saw Shrek, Shrek 2 in the part where they're arresting Puss in Boots and it's the bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna <laughs> do? And they're arresting him and it's like cops and they pull out a baggie that says cat yeah. catnip and he goes, yeah. oh, and he goes, oh, that's not mine. That's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> that's a- that was the funniest. I laughed so hard at that. But I was wondering, like, will people still get the bad boys, bad boy, like the, you know, the cops? They're still pro. making cops. They are still making cops. Cops is like, yeah. isn't it like one of the longest running series now? I think so. Bad yeah, it's boys, like cops boys. and like network morning shows are like fighting for longevity. Yeah. I can't believe the, the guys that made that song are still getting paid. <laughs> for that song they 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 managed to get their song they just landed themselves in the best situation possible totally all right so incredible's 2 trailer uh this movie is going to come out okay <laughs> thanks uh sorry guys i'm late whoa um, where did you just pop see. in from uh, <laughs> nice of oh, you to join us mustachio yeah, uh, what's your excuse um uh, the highway was jammed with broken dreams on a last chance power drive <laughs> Okay, um, a little Springsteen right. there. Uh, yeah, okay, all right, so here we go, here we go. I got this. Yeah, their vows were that of silence. <laughs> the half joke doesn't work when you come in late. What do you... Oh, fuck. No, the half joke doesn't fuck. work that way. Wait. <laughs> no, okay, just uh, anyway. Let me grab just, a donut, okay. sit down, let's do this. Ooh, there's donuts. Yes. Lady one managed to grab donuts and Chocolate. coffee and get here on time. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel terrible. So anyway, we're talking about Incredibles 2. Did you Ooh, watch yeah. the trailer? Do you have a take on it? Let's see. Is it still Craig T. Nelson's voice? It kind of didn't sound like yeah. him. But... Yeah. Well, okay, still so still cool. he's... well, Craig T. Nelson is, I mean, he's got to be like 80 years old now. So I think we should give him some <laughs> So he, he's probably a, a better parent than we can assume in this. Because in this one, he seems like he's having trouble with child rearing while Elastigirl's off, you know, working. Yeah, it's got that like Mr. Bomb vibe. Yeah, it it looks it looks funny. It looks good. It looks like holy shit. It's been too long since the original. Frozone looks good. Bob Odenkirk, his voice. The person I can never like remember the, their the, name. Oh yeah. <laughs> so all right, great. So Incredibles <laughs> two. Yeah, it looks 
good to me. Can't wait to see it. Uh, good to have you here, Mustachio. Uh, did you do anything this weekend that was movie TV related? Uh, we don't care. You're late. Let's... All right. So let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> there was a trailer that came out for a film that I was not really excited about. Then I saw the trailer <laughs> and yeah, I want this. I didn't know. You know, every every so often a movie just comes out of nowhere and just kind of shows you something you didn't even know you wanted and that's what this is for me this is the meg starring jason statham versus a big ass prehistoric shark and the trailer dropped and to me the trailer was magnificent i loved just the the visual of that one scene in the trailer where you there's all these people in the water in their circular floats looking like a whole bowl of fruit loops and then <laughs> The giant shark is just swimming under it, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is this needs to be mayhem!" And I think they're gonna deliver the mayhem. What did you think of the trailer for the Meg Lady One? I'm terrified. I am so afraid of the water and big animals with teeth in the water. This is my nightmare. I'm so scared. Did you have like a a, a <laughs> moment in the trailer that stood out? Well, pretty much all of it. Um, I was triggered by the dog being in the water. Oh, yeah. But then, <laughs> then the, the dog is like, nope, and swims back to the boat. I was like, okay, hopefully the dog survives and the shark eats all of the people. I would be fine with that. Like, I cannot have that <laughs> cute little dog getting eaten by a shark. I will cry. That part was like really, really, really great. <laughs> it would <laughs> be really funny if the dog attacked the shark and there was a scene of the shark going by and the dog's like got its teeth attached to its fin. And you just like, <laughs> or that's really dumb. I don't know. So anyway, uh, Mustachio, do you have any, what are, what are your thoughts on The Meg starring Jason Statham? Oh, man. I, I don't, yeah, well, just like you, I, I would actually look at it like, oh, no, this looks terrible. And then I see the trailer and it's like, wow, that was, mm, that was mildly entertaining. And holy shit, Rain Wilson wants to be in it. All right. Uh, yeah, so. I've seen some bad shark movies. I've seen some good ones, but this one kind of looks like it's going to be a good and in between. Maybe not too bad, but more touching on this is going to entertain you. Just lighten up. There's going to be some pretty weird death scenes and maybe some one-liners, but yeah, that's part of it. All right. So the Meg, like I said, I'm really excited for this. Um, and Jason Statham is actually really at home in the water. He was like a a world ranked swimmer or diver anyway you can oh, check yeah. yeah you can check him out on on youtube they've got footage of him competing in the 1990 commonwealth games <laughs> and uh really yeah and uh he's got hair that's weird what? yeah he's got hair in the video they have he's he's not doing very well like the judges like oh that's <laughs> it's kind of it's really funny he's not like you can see why he eventually went into acting england's jason statham far too much forward travel on that dive Jason Statham, who's not having a good time. He's moved from eighth, slipped down to 11th. Statham with his inward three and a half, two and a half somersault with Pike. And it's short again. Really gone to pieces in this final, Jason. He wasn't going to cut it. Yeah, as all failed Olympic hopefuls do, they become major movie stars. <laughs> yeah. It's a good backup plan to have. It is, it is. I'm not going to be best at, at the world at diving, so I might as well go become... The third best bald action star we have. <laughs> That's funny. It's never going to happen. He's like, I'm always going to be third. 
Come on, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> you could give me a better score, couldn't you? <laughs> All right, so here we go. We're gonna we're gonna move on to Indie Corner. So we got two uh, indie trailers here, smaller films that are going to be coming out. Our first one is American Animals, starring Evan Peters people. Uh, and People. <laughs> <laughs> I and all I know is Evan <laughs> Evan Peters. Anyway, this is a it's the it's a it's a true story of people who try to steal the most expensive. I think it's book. Mm-hmm. The most expensive book in the world. I think it looks stylish. Uh, I'll probably watch it. Evan Peters is going to be so good in this movie. Like he's good in everything he's in. And I think that guy deserves to be a star. This movie mostly just makes me think about how scary young bored white people are. Like they're <laughs> our life's too good. We need to do something dangerous to feel yeah. alive. You know, it's like, oh man. What did you think? American Animals trailer. Little film coming out. What did you think, Lady Wan? I felt like it didn't have a clear tone to me. Like, I couldn't tell if this was super dark and serious or, like, dark and funny or, uh, I don't know. I just don't really know what I'm going to get from this. And maybe that's the movie. You know, maybe the movie is just going to have a lot of different feelings and vibes going on. But I'm curious. Yeah, they had like that that scene that was supposed to be played for laughs with the the automatic van right. door closing slowly. <laughs> so slow. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I can't yeah. tell what they want me to get out of this. Yeah, it's got like this like almost like a a like Tyler Durden vibe to, to Evan Peters and mixed with some kind of uh, quirky <laughs> kind of like look how absurd this violent caper is uh, vibe. Yeah. It did it did right? have a bit? Tyler Durden written on it where it's kind of like he's he's like trying to talk these guys into doing something and and bringing them on board with something that they don't really understand. So it, it looks it looks good. I, I I agree with Katie the Lady One where it's like, wait, wait, what's 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 going, what's ha- what's happening? Are they making this funny? Are they making it dark? But yeah, so like Fight Club, her <laughs> favorite commentary and mine too. That movie, uh, based on the book by Chuck Palahniuk, so that movie knew it was going to be dark and it was going to be kind of funny at times it kind of does have that feel i agree with tyler durden i i i think i'm gonna laugh but i think i'm also gonna be like what the fuck what's happening so yeah what what do you think jc there were small touches that i liked like in the library are they in a museum or are they in a, a library where I couldn't really tell? Anyway, where the book Could is, there was the scene where they, the one boy was sharpening the pencil and it was doing that repetitive squeak that was almost a uh, musical. Geek, geek, geek. And it seemed to like building the, the <laughs> tension of that scene. I hope, hope that wasn't just something clever for the trailer. And I hope that the movie is filmed in that same stylized creative way. And if the movie is, and I think it's going to work well, I I'll definitely see this one. Uh, next, let's move on to the film Timothy Chalamet in the 80s. That's what we all want. We just want <laughs> him. <laughs> he was just in Call Me By Your Name where he was in the 80s having a uh, coming of age type story. Now we've got Hot Summer Nights. Timothy Chalamet in the 80s again, a coming of age summer. So how do we feel about this one? Uh, it seems to be a tale of Timothy Chalamet getting in trouble with a family member of his i it it seemed to be to me uh selling drugs and meeting a lady and getting in over his head crazy um what'd you think about that one lady one go that trailer was too long 
Like it that was, was, it was three in, trailers. It was incredibly long. It was like, yeah. and I, I felt like I got everything that I was going to get out of it, which is, okay, kid sells drugs in over his head. There's a girl done. Yeah. Yeah, I literally could have got everything I wanted for 30 seconds, but... Yeah, like, I'll, I'll give it all the way to, like, a minute 15, but then it felt like the trailer was like, oh, no, no, you're going to love this part. Look. And I'm like, no, 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 like, I'll see the movie. And the trailer's like, no, but you have to see this. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm, like, going to see the movie. Stop doing it. And they're like, no, 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 but this bathroom scene, you got to see it. I'm like, stop. <laughs> it's never ending. It was just like, yeah. just kept going and going. The editor was off that day. They just like were pulling every scene in there. Uh, yeah, and now I don't know what footage they're going to use for like a second trailer because they, they used all of it right there. Yeah. So what did you think? Is it a film? Does it look like something that's going to actually uh, interest you, Lady One? Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. It looks exciting and a little funny and there's some nostalgia with the 80s going on. I'm, I'm interested in it. It looks good. I like it. Uh, mustachio yeah this this trailer looks looks exciting i i agree it looks like you're showing us something way too long like you're really excited about this that's 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 a good way of looking at it i like um i like these two you know he's been in a lot lately seems like he's died in everything he's been in lately. spoilers for something and mike he, he died in something <laughs> does he, he timothy chalamet did he die in in ladybird no all right did he die in in Call Me By Your Name? Uh, no. I didn't see it. I didn't even know he was well, in that many movies. Are you going to watch... <laughs> oh. Spoilers shit. for... Oh, man. You right. killed that movie. Fuck, you, you, you asked for it. You're like I know, I know. Uh, calling okay. me I out know, on I know, I know, I know. not okay. knowing what he's I'm dying sorry, in. I'm sorry. Okay, so anyway, he dies. <laughs> no, it's all there good. There are movies he dies in, apparently. Right? But anyway, <laughs> okay, go ahead. But yes, I, li- I like her from uh, Maika Monroe from It Follows. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm game. It, if they're gonna have like a gratuitous, you know, scene where they're going at it in the bathroom, it's like, all right, you're showing us this for way too long. You've already got our attention. Yeah, I was happy to see um, Micah Monroe in this movie because she followed up it. Fo- she followed it follows. <laughs> she followed it follows yep. with uh, the the really bad Independence Day sequel, Ooh, yeah. uh, and I was like, well, that's it for her. <laughs> Yeah, but it's 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 good to see her still cast in something and with somebody who's quote unquote, you know, a hot young actor like uh, Timothy Chalamet. So anyway, yeah, Hot Summer Nights. It it's one of those ones that I'm not really sold that it's a story that I need to see. That's just how I feel about that. Let's move on to our next bit. It Chapter Two has cast Bill Hader and James McAvoy as Richie Tozer and Bill Denbro joining Jessica Chastain as Beverly. Sounds like some really great news. We cast this movie. We had our our dream casting uh, a couple ep- episodes ago, our Black Panther episode. Uh, Lady Wan had Ethan Hawke for uh, Richie Tozer, and she had... Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You know, it's funny. You've got G- JGL on JGL. this paper. And I was sitting here going, what? I don't... Uh, I was trying to decide. JGL, man. Yeah, I know, I know. It's, it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt for Bill. Uh, Mustachio had Jason Lee for Richie Tozer. I actually had Ethan Hawke for Bill, and I don't know who I had for Richie Tozer. I'm getting older, and my mind is going away. So uh, It Chapter 2 is going to be filming this summer in uh, July, and I think the reason why they're going so fast on this one is because it was it was a $35 million movie that made $700 million worldwide. Sometimes sequels take so long to get out, 
And this one, it looks like they're going right away. Chapter two. How much did you say the first one cost? 35? 35 million. How much do you think this next one is going to cost, considering we could blow 35 million on casting these adults alone? Oh, yeah. yeah that's right, because these adult actors cost way more than the, than the, the yeah. kids. Yeah, you're right. Bill Hader is getting more than Mike from Stranger Things. Oh, they'll blow 35 million just on the actors, I'm sure. Totally. Maybe. Oh, that's going to piss Pennywise off. Pennywise, our interdimensional evil incarnate. Uh, yeah, actually, um, speaking of that, uh, uh, Muschietti has told me that they are going to introduce the concept of the turtle in this one. Do you guys know about the turtle or any of you guys Stephen King fans? Do you know about the, the turtle? So, no, and also he told you? Yeah, yeah, me and him. We went to coffee. <laughs> we went to coffee and donuts. We <laughs> No, um, the turtle is this entity. He's actually like the the good part. He's like, if, if the it creature is the dark uh, interdimensional being, the turtle is the light uh, interdimensional being the 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 good one and the turtle is in more than just it this concept of of the turtle plays into a few uh, Stephen King books but they hinted at the turtle in it chapter one like there's a Lego turtle that breaks apart and there's a turtle that swims under the kids legs Ooh, Easter eggs I didn't know that Muschietti I actually have a, a quote here from Muschietti quote the moment you introduce the element of it which is an interdimensional evil entity the presence of the turtle comes with it as a counterbalance. It doesn't seem to play a big role, but the turtle is there. Like all mythologies, there's a god of good and a god of evil. I didn't want to use it as a fantastic character, but it's hinted every time the kids are in danger or something. I wanted to hint at the presence of the turtle. And apparently in this movie, they're going to go in more full with the turtle. There's even this this subplot where apparently uh, Mike Hanlon is going to be a junkie and he's going to use some drugs. He's going to learn more about the turtle and it. Maybe they were afraid of this being just a rehash of the first one, just with adults instead of kids. Maybe that would be boring to people. So I think they're going to get more trippy out there with the evil versus good uh, and some of these kind of like interdimensional uh, things. This casting, Bill Hader, James McAvoy, do you love it? Do you hate it? Lady One, go. Well, it's not Hater for Batman, but it is something Hater, so <laughs> yeah. it's fine. Yes. Hashtag Hater yes. for Batman is back. <laughs> yes. Um, and I kind of feel like if you cast James McAvoy and Joseph Gordon-Levitt as brothers, people would believe that. Like, they've – that seems – like, I could sell you on that. So I'm going to take that as, like, a mild affirmation that my choice was okay. A little bit of a stretch, but there you uh, go. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what do you think of this casting, Mustachio? Do you love it? Hater, McAvoy, joining, Chastain. What do you think of? Yes, I am a fan of this. This is good. Especially the Bill Hader part. That's where they got my attention entirely. He's been doing like some, some kind of like darker stuff lately with uh, that Netflix show where he's kind of like a Barry. hitman, but Barry. he wants to be an actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm intrigued. I want to see. I want to see that he still has like a foul mouth. He's still like you know got some PTSD from this stuff that happened when they were kids, and he's kind of the one reminding him them like, hey, he's coming back. We got to get back at this. Yeah, I, I'm I'm intrigued. I, uh, yeah, the, the, I, I, in the in the in the book, the person that gets them all back is is Mike. Mike, yeah. who's experimenting with turtle drugs. Yes, he's the one who's experimenting with drugs, but he's he's the one who stays who stays behind in their the hometown. It's always the one who's a druggie who stays behind in the hometown, right? 
I mean, we all know that guy. <laughs> that's, we all know that that's guy. That's the way it works. I'm just kidding. That's such a terrible thing to say. <laughs> so anyway. If you don't know that guy, you are that guy. Oh! Like, what? what? No. So awful. All right. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like if Bill Hader had not been an actor, he would have been a radio DJ. <laughs> I just, he's just got that mm. voice and that, that personality. So I love the Bill Hader thing. And I think Ma- uh, McAvoy is such a fantastic actor maybe even underrated a bit i I think he's he's amazing i think he's awesome um so i love this bit of cassie news i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to it to get trippy and interdimensional and crazy bring it turtles bring it yes on to our next bit of movie news the latest jurassic world teaser dropped uh it's one of those teasers telling us there's going to be another trailer but this teaser did have a lot of new info. Uh, it showed the creation of this new creature. Because remember, I believe the idea was uh, they were going to be weaponizing dinos. So they were working on these hybrids. And in the first one, it was the... Indominus Rex, presented by Verizon. <laughs> and we, now we've got the Indoraptor, presented by Preparation H. And... But we, I don't know, but we do have this new creature called the Indoraptor, uh, which is going to be terrorizing our, our, our heroes in this one. They also showed a lot more footage of these dinosaurs kind of making it off the island and into the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in a bedroom setting. My favorite shot in the whole thing was the people surfing uh, like a giant wave, and in the wave was a gigantic marine dinosaur. Nothing has impressed me so far about any of any of the previous teasers or trailers, but that shot alone had me. It was the first one that made me go, oh, okay, maybe, maybe Fallen Kingdom. You've fallen for it? Yeah, I was fall- <laughs> I'm finally fallen for it. So, but what what did you think about this little teaser uh, with the new little bits that they, that they sprinkled in, Lady One? I don't feel like they gave us a ton more. But I have said before that what I really want to see are the dinosaurs in places the dinosaurs don't belong. That's way scarier to me. When the raptors are in the kitchen and the original one, that's way scarier than when they're in the jungle and they know there's dinosaurs out there. So I'm all about there being dinosaurs running amok in a mansion in a city. Like, this sounds great. That's that's what yeah. I want to see. Awesome. Mustachio? Yeah. I I like how they also bring the uh, the the dinosaurs into like a like a safe setting that you would actually feel like a bedroom or this is this is intriguing i mean hell that that would scare the shit out of me when i was younger i remember watching jurassic park when i was nine i had the bed sheets and then Mm -hmm. i would get terrified when i pulled the bed sheets over me because i'm staring at raptors and t-rexes on my bed sheets yeah (laughs) so this is like bringing back something that i felt long ago like they're in your bedroom oh yeah i was super super scared of this when i was a kid and one of our friends had the sheets and i was like how do you sleep with those and he's like what it's so cool i was like no it's not there's a t-rex on your pillow like that's not okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and it looks so real yeah i was i was in awe of that child's bravery <laughs> i'm with lady one i I'm getting so sick of just dinos on islands, dinos on islands, dinos on islands. It's it's so repetitive. And it's and it's you're right. It's not scary when they're just contained on an island. Like that was cool the first time. At least in the second movie they had that ship that crashed into San Diego. 
somewhere. I don't know, the ship that crashed into the city and the T-Rex was let loose. And that was one of the best moments of the whole series uh, because finally a dinosaur was not on the island. So I agree that I'm, I'm ready for these dinos to go to a different setting. I don't know if I was ready for dino hybrids, which is for, for the second movie in a row, we're getting hybrids. I think that's a little not the direction that I would like to go because then we're just doing doing a monster movie. You're doing uh, Godzilla. It's just not it's not as, as good as like actual dinosaurs that used to be on this planet running amok. So I think that's kind of a misguided direction. But I am looking forward to some dinosaurs getting off of this this island. Our last bit of movie news here real quick. Uh, the Mulan remake has added Jet Li and Gong Li joining uh, Louis, Louis Afe, who is uh, going to be our Mulan. Thank you for the pronunciation check, Lady One. <laughs> so we're adding more characters that are Chinese. Jet Li, of course, huge star, huge star. And Gong Li, also another a huge star. If you don't know about uh, Gong Li, she was in Memoirs of a Geisha, Farewell My Concubine. She also had the pleasure of being in maybe her greatest achievement being in 2006's Miami Vice. <laughs> really? That's that's what did it? That was the that was the pinnacle of her career? She's in this film. I think they're not trying to whitewash this movie. Uh, and I think that is fantastic. How do you feel about this casting? And how do you feel about Mulan in general that we're getting? I think this is going to be amazing. Uh, what do you think, Lady One? I'm really excited for it. I think it's seems like it's going to be a bit of a different quote-unquote remake from what we got with Beauty and the Beast, which was just straight up like, here's a live-action version, same songs. Um, yeah. This is going to be really different. They're changing the plot a little. They're introducing new characters. And from what I've read, they are not it's not definite that they will even have songs so it might be a totally different movie just same story as like the, the core so i'm excited for this i like the idea that we're going to get a different villain um gong Li is going to play some kind of like witch or sorceress who's a villain in the movie while in the cartoon one it was like the leader of the huns and other people there so i think this sounds a lot more interesting more depth and I'm excited for it. Uh, well, I am going to miss uh, the I'll Make a Man Out of You song. It's so good. It's so <laughs> good, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's get down to business. To the Just drop in some clips, man. All right. Get some uh, Donny Osmond in this episode. Ba-bam, ba-bam, ba uh, Mustachio. Made a man out of him. Mustachio, Mulan. Jet Li, how do you feel about this film? Should they go action? Should they take the songs out? Uh, but what do you also feel about this casting of these amazing actors and actresses? What do you think, Mustachio? Go. It's good. It looks. It looks like it's good casting. We've been talking about this, you know, for some time with like how Disney's going more in the direction of casting like these uh, ethnic specific uh, types of characters. It's like yes, please do that. So this, I like the. The Disney having a female director with uh, Nikki Caro. Uh, I also like the the Jet Li casting. It's shit. I mean, the Jet Li casting reminds me. I need to finish the Once Upon a Time in China collection. He's he's so good. I I want to see him do more action in this. So yes, I want it to be like a graceful Tai Chi esque dance of action and drama and of the the story actually having like an elegance to it. 
Yeah. Okay. I gotta stop. I gotta stop ending things with yeah. It just sounds like I'm like yeah. All right. Okay, Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> you end everything quite Aquaman esque. Uh, ask yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did it again though. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Fucking water Thor, man. He's, <sighs> he's channeling me. I'm also quite excited for this this Mulan relay. This thing is like your your Disney and the properties alone, I think, are bigger than the actors. So mm-hmm. I think if any company could get out into the forefront of casting ethnically appropriate actors and giving work to ethnically appropriate actors, I think Disney's the one to do it. Disney needs to to do this. There's no need for whitewashing when it comes to these Disney properties. Yeah, the the, the fifties are over. Yeah, you no longer have to cast a white male as like a lead Native American character. That, those days are gone. Shit's in the past. They're gone. They're gone. They're gone. <laughs> those days are gone. <laughs> uh, so anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna hit the gong on that on this section of the show, and we are going to move on to. Bye. Our fix this week. We will be fixing a quiet, a quiet place. And we're gonna do the whole thing like this. A quiet place is not the first feature film directed by John Krasinski, but a big major hit. Uh, do you want to tell us how much of a hit, Lady Wan? Yes, absolutely. So it opened to uh, first place at the box office with 50 million in the US. And over two weeks, it has earned 77 million domestic and 25 million overseas. And the budget overall, production and marketing was only 21 million. So way to go, Jim. Yeah. All right. Bearded Jim. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Bearded Jim greater than Babyface Jim? Yes. Oh, yeah. Somebody, I once read this this article or something that was about how bald Bruce Willis is greater than hair Bruce Willis. It's true. <laughs> it's the same with The Rock. He got better as he got less hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We like our action stars bald. Mm-hmm. We can see more of their eyebrow. You know, <laughs> you know, because in an action movie, hair just gets in the way. Yeah. All that her. It's a vulnerability. Yeah. The bad guy can just pull it. Yeah. Light it on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Yeah, you, you don't want hair. You don't want hair at all. Wait, who's a long-haired actor? Jason Momoa. Sorry, <laughs> Jason Momoa destroys the whole theory. Uh, <laughs> but maybe he's the exception, not the rule. I don't know. Anyway, so before we fix this film, uh, we're going to have to go ahead and give us a summary. And for that, we've got Mustachio's Sassy Summaries. Give us that sass. All right, so husband and wife John Krasinski and Emily Blunt play Lee and Evelyn Abbott. They go on supply runs with their three kids while remaining silent in order to not be eaten by the ferociously fast alien monsters inhabiting the area. These family members speak to each other using sign language, and they get around single-filed while walking barefooted on trails lined with sand. On day 84, the family's at a store to get medicine for the older son, the little brother wants a NASA space shuttle toy, but the dad ends up signing to him that it's too loud and he leaves a toy and the batteries behind. The older sister, played by Millicent Simmons, who happens to be deaf both in the movie and in real life, she feels sorry for him and secretly gives him the toy. His toy makes noise on the way home and he's eaten. Now it's day 479. The family lives in a house that's got like this nice hipster rustic vibe to it. <laughs> and It's shabby chic. It's shabby chic. 
and there's perimeter property lights that can be flipped to red, indicating what I can only assume is help. The wife is preggers again because, well, condoms are really hard to find, and, well, maybe they just don't believe in them. Ugh, really? Pull-out method is 90% effective. That's not true at all. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know if that's accurate. It's not I mean, accurate. In, in the oh, base... it's actually 99. Nope. What? <laughs> who's, who's your uh, sample population there? That's, that's not working. In the basement, <laughs> the dad attempts radio contact with major cities of the world via Morse code. He's also trying to make a proper hearing aid for his daughter. He tries to make Millicent wear the next earpiece creation. She's frustrated and reluctantly takes it. The older son doesn't like going with his dad to go get fish from the river, but mom tells him you gotta. Yeah, Millicent's not invited. The boys talk under a waterfall, then run into a crazy old man in the woods. Random. Okay, back on the farm, Prego mommy steps on a nail. She handles that injury like a champ, but now there's a monster in the house. And to make matters worse, her water's broke. We see a close-up of the creature's super-sensitive ear, and she's able to escape the basement, flip the holy-fuck-help-me lights, and get into the bathtub upstairs. She's aided by her son distracting these things by setting off fireworks, while bearded Jim gets mommy and puts her in the her and the quietest newborn ever into a safe hideout space protected by a... Uh, Oh, a dirty fucking mattress. Uh, Bearded Jim goes to find the boy and Millicent, who had ran off earlier. Mrs. Krasinski uh, gets left in the mattress fort, which is now flooding. Yeah, Jim's like, yeah, she's good. She can still swim. On to the next chaotic situation. Bro and sis link up, fall into a corn silo, and after being engulfed in that shit, they almost drown or suffocate. Whichever. I, I don't know. I, I make legs. I don't dole out causes of death. I, <laughs> I don't know what these things are. One of these things gets down into the feed and then probably wishes it didn't because Millicent's hearing aid is now putting out an ultrasonic low-frequency noise that causes it to lose its shit. And it escapes by cutting its way out of the side of the mill. Now they link up with Dad, make their way to the truck. And this truck's parked to be able to ghost ride down to the house. But before they can, the kids are in the truck and dad acts as their bodyguard, signs, and I have always loved you, just before he gets annihilated. These creatures are like a cross between a bug from Starship Troopers and a Demigorgon. Yeah, they bad. So, <laughs> so the kids... So, the kids coast the truck down to the house, get to the basement with Mom, and there, Millicent sees Dad's secret hearing aid assembly station. Her hearing aid noise gets amplified using a microphone, and the pursuing Demogorgon writhes in agony. Well, it gets up again, and then, Mama lets the shotgun do the talking, and whammy blam blam, it's dead! The girls look at each other with a plan as the next bugs make their way to the house. And that's it. As uh, Ferris Bueller said, you're still here? It's over. Go home. Do you slip into walking in regular life? Like, are you in, like, a sales meeting trying to talk about a new leg prosthetic and you're just like, so, below the knee, we're gonna... You just... just... (laughs) It's a four-bar polycentric knee, multiple (laughs) joint axes... Yeah, like, I, I consider it like he jumps into my body, and I have no say on what's going on. <laughs> he he knows what's happening. Like, 
I'm like thinking, <laughs> am I on the other end? Am I in New York City? You know, <laughs> as Ronnie Walken? Like, do I get to have that? I don't know. It's, yeah. It's it, it happens too often. Wow. Strange. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm mustachio again. Awesome. This movie did do well enough where they're already discussing A Quiet Place 2. Mm. <laughs> what was that? Mm. I, I don't know. Leave it alone. Right? Just let it be a standalone. So before we fix films, we say what we liked about the film because we don't fix them because we hate them. We fix good movies and bad movies. Why don't you tell us something that you liked about this film, Lady Wango? Well, John Krasinski has described this movie as a love letter to his children, which I think is like weirdly sad, but really sweet. And I could definitely feel that family love in the movie. Um, And obviously, that's his real life wife. And I could feel through the way it was shot almost that like he loves her and that was really cool to see um he appreciates her as an actress he's done so many interviews talking about how amazing she was to work with and i really really enjoyed that aspect of it that was nice to see cool uh mustachio something you enjoyed about this one yeah i thought there was a very refreshing use of sign language in a movie Mm. casting a young deaf actress awesome she was so good in this. She was I, great. There, uh, Millicent Simmons, wasn't she? Yeah. So there was also terrifying monsters. I thought those were done really well. And I also like how they did the, like, they were fox walking. That's an actual uh, technique to be used in the woods uh, for outdoor living skills, for uh, being as quiet as possible. And then I, I also really liked the the scene where they had amazing chemistry with the Neil Young song playing Harvest Moon. I felt like that was a good break away from the terror of the movie. Awesome. JC, what uh, what, are you, what are some of your likes? Uh, some of my likes were, I thought that it did, a, it did do a very good job of building tension. So mm-hmm. I thought from a mood standpoint, I thought the movie was, was really, really well done. It was definitely, I was concerned and I was scared at, at, at times. Uh, when Emily Blunt was in that water-filled basement, holding her baby i'm like oh my gosh and that thing is in there Mm -hmm. it also reminded me of the tension in the movie in like alien where Mm. it did a very good job of 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 building that sort of tension uh so were you waiting to see like it's it's like face open up like right next to hers yeah right you know that's kind of how it 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 felt kind of where there's something in this room that if it probably if it wanted to it could just kill you in a second and it hasn't decided to yet that's That's kind of a really scary feeling Mm -hmm. yeah it's a really terrifying feeling um so i liked that i liked the tension mostly but i have plenty of fixes for this uh if you were going to give it like a star rating what would you rate it out of out of five stars lady one this movie i think i'd probably give it four stars because the the acting was great it was beautifully shot, but it wasn't necessarily the most original when you really get down to some scenes. Some scenes mm-hmm. felt a whole lot like some stuff I've seen before in really iconic yeah. movies. Yeah. And also, after really thinking on it, I had so many more suggestions for if that was the world I was living in, what I would do to make sure I didn't get eaten by this monster. Wow, that's basically all of my fixes. <laughs> you so, just described <laughs> all of all all of my fixes are basically that. It's yeah, it's funny. Uh, Mustachio, how many stars would you give this movie if you give it stars? I'm gonna say three point five. I I felt like it was very refreshing. It had it had a perspective and 
like um, just a tone to it that that was genre bending. So the genre bending nature of it has a feel of it's not just a horror movie and it's not just another post-apocalyptic movie that has a drama to it. It's actually bringing a bit of them both in there and it's going to terrify you on a level of realism but not go too far in the direction of too supernatural. It pulls back and it gives you, this is like these people, this is what's happening, and there's nothing they can do about it. There ain't no leaving this. Okay. Uh, if I was going to give this movie stars, I would, I'd probably do the same thing as you, Greg. I'd probably give it about three and a half. Terrifying, yes. It did not feel very original to me, and I was left wondering. I don't know. I just, just like Lady One, I got to thinking about how maybe Halpert wasn't the best dad in the world in this movie. (laughs) Just as far as keeping his family alive, because more than once I was like, oh my God. So, but we're going to go ahead and get into fixing. Um, How about a minor fix to start us out with Lady One? Yes. So my fix is, or my minor gripe here is only minor because it was almost done completely, which was we find out that the daughter is deaf because when we're showing her, we cut out all sound. And that's how we first find out that she's deaf. Plus, you can see her cochlear implant a little bit. And that reoccurs multiple times throughout the movie. But not constantly. There were a few scenes where we're seeing her interact with her mom. And you can hear kind of the low-level, very, very quiet cooking dinner that's happening. And I would have preferred keep it 100% silent whenever we're on her because that would really, really make the reveal of the cochlear implant having the effect on the creature more dramatic because that would be the first time we ever see sound and her together on the screen at the same time. So he was almost there, almost, almost. There were only a couple of scenes where I was like, wait, why can I hear stuff? I'm looking at her. Uh, So you feel like that could have been a much more like explosive moment, the moment that sound entered her ears. Yeah, it was almost there. There was just a couple of scenes where it wasn't quite consistent. So that's why it's minor is because he was clearly on to that. Interesting fix. Cool. Do you have a minor fix for us to start us out with, Mustachio? A minor fix would be the the old guy in the woods with um, the dead wife next to him. It just seemed very distracting to have this scene where it's they're awkwardly staring at each other. He seems like he's, you know, almost naked or something. And then he lets out this fucking, like, I've never screamed in my life scream of frustration. And I just felt like that one was like, wait, why did they put that in there? Are they trying to introduce us to more of the people around there? So for that one, I would have had it more, if they do have to show the old man, if they do have to show someone other than just his family, I want him to be like sobbing um, and not awkwardly just wanting to scream because he's so like this is ah! it, it yeah. didn't feel real yeah it's funny i i thought of that as well for a minor fix i i can i can kind of piggyback on that the random people in the woods was strange to me i would have liked it better if we had met that couple earlier and they were one like maybe they lived in one of those other oh yeah that's good uh, houses one of those other barn houses or whatever there seemed to be a, a few structures in the in the immediate area mm-hmm. where they they lived and right. it would have been nice if maybe that was an elderly couple that lived in one of those and that way when we saw them in the woods we were like oh no they got the nice old lady that we saw yeah and then he died yeah it, it would have given given us something rather than 
here's a random old man that looks like he's out of the Metallica Unforgiven video. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and nothing else matters. I mean, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. I actually assumed when they when they light up the fires earlier before that, I counted at least six fires of other pockets of people out there so i just assumed that that couple was one of those people i don't know how far they walked to that river i assumed it was one of those fires they saw and that told me there are still other people out there but i actually it was weird i actually liked that part because it was so disturbing it really heightened how uncomfortable i was and i really kind of was into the idea that that man is just so devastated that he's like I can't I know this is the worst thing for me but I don't want to be here anymore without her mm. so I kind of liked that he was just like I want to end it all right now and just screamed oh yeah he definitely oh, yeah ended uh, it I like that 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 idea that he that he screamed because he didn't want to live anymore but it was also just I had I had absolutely no attachment to him or that old lady and I was I, I guess I was scared for bearded Jim and son yeah bearded Jim and his son but I, I also had a feeling like they weren't gonna die there <laughs> um, but yeah I guess uh, yeah that was an interesting scene that maybe could have been fixed up a little bit thanks uh, mustachio that's good so no, that's a good supplement man that's, that's I didn't know we had the same fix that's cool yeah yeah one of them one of my uh, minor fixes has to do with one of the film's kind of uh, cliches. felt like there were a couple cliches in here or unoriginal ideas. The creatures themselves, when I see a creature and it, and it immediately ri- reminds me of five other creatures, I get kind of angry. Not, not angry. I'm not like, I'm getting out of here. But, you know, when I see a creature and I'm like, oh, that's a demigorgon gorgon mixed with a thing. Like, I just, are there no original creatures anymore out there that can be like are the same couple people like is is this the same movie effects house designing all of these creatures or is the same people just i just feel like it's just people copying other people's ideas for different creatures uh, I, I don't know why everything has to be a hairless gangly humanoid insect that's you know running around i just don't know why they all have to have to be that way one of my favorite aliens in re- in recent memory is in the film Attack the Block, where they looked like hairy little bears with glowing blue teeth. And I was like, wow, that is both the most basic and most creative alien I've seen in a film in so long. This is hard for me to fix, but I just, I don't want to see aliens where I immediately go, oh yeah, that looks like this and that, you know, from from this other movie. I'm I'm waiting for a creative alien and the opening up of the face wasn't enough for me as far as unique looking creature i thought that they they did not look unique at all so one of my fixes would have been to i i wish i had something specific maybe a hybrid of different creatures that we know use sound it's it's interesting too did you notice that they used that sometimes they would use a click Mm-hmm. It just reminded me of Jurassic Park, like the raptors calling the other ones. Yeah, and we know that uh, dolphins click. There's also, it's interesting, so I was watching that. There was a show that, that used to be out called Stan Lee's Superhumans. Mm, yeah. yeah. And there was a guy on there that would that would click with his mouth. And he was he was blind, but he would click with his mouth, and he could like ride a ride a bicycle. He had he had trained himself to use clicks, so you can use clicks and not have like your whole head being a giant ear. Be it was a little overboard to be like their whole side of their head is an ear. That's good. Another fix, uh, Lady Wan. Yes. So the first thing that we really see is we're getting title cards telling us what day we're on. 
And I don't know what that means. What was the first one? Day 80 something? Since when? 84 or something. What is day one? Is day one the first time somebody disappeared and we didn't know that it was actually these monsters? Because we see the the signs in the village that say all these missing missing people posters. So obviously there was a time before they knew it was these monsters that they thought people were just up and disappearing. So is that day one? Is day one from the date when I guess the government bailed on helping people? What is day one? Because this isn't like like a zombie movie where day one is like when the disease hit. Like, I don't know what day one is. So I would say scrap those day 400, whatever, day 400, whatever. Give me just the start of the movie and then say nine months later, four months later. Just just do that for me because I don't know the significance of these days. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, there's no significance. That's, That's what it feels like. No, I like that. Good fix. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. I think both of you have wonderful fixes, always. Shh. Mustachio, do you have a fix? Uh, well, I hope this is wonderful, but it might not be. Um, <laughs> Better be. Now that I've said that. Th- th- this one might even seem more petty than my last, but anyway. Oh, this, boy. This one has to do with the water flooding of the mattress fort. Like, that, that bothered me. I know you liked it. I liked it when it was actually happening. But I like the, the tension it of it. Yeah. There's 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 very little in this movie, and I'll actually get to this in my other fix. There's very little of this movie, plot wise, story wise, or events wise, that I find very good or even logical. But okay, yeah, the I like the tension of that of that scene. But but you're right. When I was like, is that just a burst pipe randomly? Yeah, but is. because if he if it's like a silent, you know, uh, environment, and he leaves her and the the little newborn underneath and he leaves wouldn't he hear the rushing of water falling down into because like right as he's getting out the water is running i wanted that to be like jim better be deaf if he can't hear that but if he's not maybe have the water break just as he is like exiting like that barn or whatever the hell they were in um just as he's leaving Show us how this water is now rushing in. And it's yet another thing that he can't fix because he's just, (laughs) there's chaotic situations happening for him that he can't just, he's just patching holes in the dam and then, and then leaving. Um, So yeah, for this one, I wanted it to seem like Jim wasn't just totally oblivious to the loud rushing water sound happening three feet away from him as he's leaving his wife. So it's funny. I don't remember that part that, that it wasn't happened? super loud. It was he leaves, he's walking out the door and the camera pans to the side and we see that because right when he got the wife and baby into there, the monster was coming after them. So the monster uh. wrecked the place while they were down there. And uh. while that was happening, we were with the brother and sister. So that's why the pipe was broken is because the monster trashed the place. But it's pouring out and we can see that it's starting to go towards the lowest point, which is that there's a basement there. So, of course, it's all going to pour to the lowest point, which is where she is. Yeah. And it's rushing at such a rate that it's like that would have been very audible for, you know, I, but that, that's just a kind of like a little picky part where it's like, really, that's just, you know, you could have had that happen seconds after he was gone. And then it's loud rushing water sound. I thought with that scene too that they were going to do because the water's rushing down and they establish the waterfall thing. So I was like, okay, the waterfall thing is going to come into play here where they can be louder because there's water rushing or whatnot. 
and I thought that the the creature wasn't going to be able to hear them because of all the rushing water, which is kind of what, what yeah. we got. Yeah. That, that but I thought the creature was going to be smart and go under the water where hearing is better. And then maybe the baby drops something and it just goes bloop, bloop, into the water. And then he's like, he's there. I thought that was, I thought we were, we were going there, especially when it went under the water. I'm like, oh my God, it's going to go under the water so it can hear better. Oof. Yeah, that that was terrifying when she was walking around and it's like oh. under the water. Like, and it's <laughs> under the water somewhere because my, my, the whole time I was, yeah, it was very tense, but the whole time I was thinking it should be able to hear really well underneath that water. But yeah, I that scene is, is very strange. It's hard for me to even fix that because yeah. so much is going on in, in that scene and the scene was very tense. But yeah, maybe, I mean, there's probably some more some more logic that can be put into it maybe yeah you're right maybe maybe jim sees the the pipe and he like kind of like like tries to half-ass fix it but then it starts maybe dripping when he leaves so he doesn't seem so oblivious yeah right that would have been a good metaphor for what he was trying to do all along yeah there you go that's that criterion shit greg (laughs) i think we might have just fixed that scene mustachio I'm going to go into a fix. I don't know how much I love this this fix, but how many times in a movie do we have to see the dad sacrifice himself mm. when he maybe didn't exactly have to? I mean, I, th- I feel like this happens a lot in movies. Like one, one comes to mind. It's kind of an older one, but the movie Vertical Limit. Do you remember the rock climbing movie? No. No. Well, there's this rock climbing movie called Vertical Limit, and the dads, the kids are climbing with the dad and they get kind of stuck on this mountain and to save the kids he just goes all right i'm just gonna cut myself off because i'm heavy and he cuts off his (laughs) he cuts himself (laughs) off the rope and he falls to his death and the kids watch it and it's like oh he sacrificed himself or even in like man of steel where kevin Costner's just sitting there like nope don't reveal your identity i'm gonna sit here and get swallowed by this tornado and he like looks at his watch and goes yep tornado's still coming uh nope don't come save me hold on stay there like it felt like forever (laughs) where i just feel like it's dramatically cool that he stands back and goes and the thing comes and gets him but he has axes things i mean there was any other thing he could have done make a loud noise somewhere else you know and give yourself a chance you know like there's there's things that are louder than your yell (laughs) like just it would have been nice to see him go down fighting rather than the kind of saccharine melodrama that we get in a lot of these movies which is you know dad standing there sacrificing himself it's plus now he's not in the sequel but i guess that that kind of clears him up to just direct but yeah i just wanted to see more in this movie of just turning things like turning expectations on their on their head and that's what i think i don't i didn't get from this movie a lot was like subverting my expectations or 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 doing something different with some of these cliches Do you have maybe a, a last big fix for us, Lady Wan? I do, yes. So I had a bit of a problem with... Now, I can't decide if it's the timeline specifically or the handling of the timeline. And I did sort of feel, basically, it it kills their four-year-old son. Uh. How at this point, over a year later, have you not gone on the offensive? It killed your tiny, adorable little boy. Why are you not trying to catch it and kill it? And I wanted more breaks in 
instead of just three points in time, I want an extra point in time where we see them failing at catching it or failing at killing it. Instead of just a whiteboard that says armor, show me that you tried to get it because otherwise you look like you're just hiding and you need to be on the offensive, not on the defensive. That is so, that's really awesome. That actually goes right in with some of my fixes as well. Yeah, like they feel... Like that kid's four and they're living in this world for, they keep telling us like hundreds of days. How have they not adapted better to surviving in this world? They're just kind of like, be quiet. Like, is that their thing? Like, right. how, ha how had that kid not been trained since day one to when something makes a loud noise, throw it. Right. You know, get down on the ground and throw it. You know what I mean? Like there was a lot of moments like that. And, and you're right. Like the timeline makes, makes no sense. Like, if you've been living in this world for this long, how are you not better prepared for these things? And as far as like on the offensive, I had a really in interesting conversation in the car leaving it. I was like, you know, if those things were real, I feel like rednecks would have killed all of them already. Like they would, <laughs> they would have been <laughs> like good old boys. They would have made killing them sport. Like they would have been in big giant trucks with loud noisemakers out in front of them setting off noisemakers and shooting them with their like AR-15s yeah, out, right. out, out in the woods. Like they would have been because in, in, in essence, these creatures are, they're dumb. Mm -hmm. They, they respond to dumb sounds. Like you can make them run away with noises. I'm, yeah, she made them attack an egg timer. They seem to be the dumbest things to round up and kill. <laughs> I wanted a scene. I thought it would be great if they're like rednecks in this big old truck. And they were just killing, they were trying to kill these things for, for sport. Of, of course, it would have backfired on them somehow. But I agree that timeline's bad. Like mm -hmm. too much time has gone by. With them just hiding. F yeah, for the mistakes that are still happening. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's good. That's good. Mustachio, do you have an, another large one? Yeah. Uh, well, my qualm is kind of with you guys. You guys said we were going to watch a silent movie. What? What the fuck? This wasn't a silent movie. Yeah, I don't think anybody said that. Oh, <laughs> damn it! Where, where did I read that? <laughs> All right. No, there so, were there there were plenty on plenty of people. I remember I was on Twitter when they were like snooty movie people going, "I don't even want to see this in the theater because people are gonna people are gonna make noises and ruin it." And I was thinking, it's not crinkling. This movie's candy. not like like silent. Like like no one eating their. Their M&Ms is going to destroy your experience. There are moments of silence. And I will say in my theater, I could hear a car chase happening in another movie at one point. <laughs> I could hear sirens and cars like squealing. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely quiet parts. But, you know, there's plenty of sounds. There's plenty of there, the movie does have a score. Mm -hmm. do, do you feel like, Mustachio, that they should have gone even further? further with the silence i feel like I, I i liked the silence of it i liked that hollow you know um stricken this place is abandoned like nature to it i, I felt like the silence was good do you have a, a fix well my, my fix actually wasn't based on the silence uh, i was oh. just trying to do a stupid silent movie uh, pun but <laughs> it, it did not go over well <laughs> sorry that's a it's, long right, pun so, what's your fix man <laughs> The corn silo or grain engulfment thing that happened, that was like, like another thing that's going to kill them, really, if it's not the large metal door that's going to fall down while the kids are inside there. Now it's they're going to 
drowned or or suffocate to death by being engulfed in this grain or I, I felt like that was a bit too much um there would have had to have been a feed port that was pulling some of that grain out of there shooting it out in order for it to have a tunneling effect otherwise you've just got a pure solid and the kids are just sitting on top of it and minorly sinking into it i felt like this this scene could have been handled a bit better if it didn't seem like this kid just can pull his sister out of something that she would not be able to get out of he had like superhuman strength i remember thinking that same thing when he pulled her out i remember thinking no yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but i was gonna give it a, a break you know because like you give movies a break i was like all right i'm gonna yeah, give this one yeah, a break we, for that we, but we did have to give it a break there yeah there but was... but it did feel very there's no way no he's just no. he's just grabbing her by the hand and pulling her whole body out of corn yeah like that there actually are many farming deaths related to like grain engulfment and they, they say there's like 400 square pounds of force acting on that that keeps the person locked in so they cannot leave so they have to have like really crafty ways of sticking panels all around the person down into the corn and then shoveling it out like one by one to get all this grain off of them it's cool my last one is basically just an extension of lady wands before that i I hadn't really put it into the context of, of time the way she did, which was which was great. This is my fix for uh, for this. So if that amount of time has gone by, do you know the exact number, uh, Lady Wan, before we, like, after the kid dies and the and and our story really gets started? Do you know the, the amount of days that's supposed to be? If I can chime in, it's mm-hmm. now day 479 after 84. Uh, okay. And there was an, another one in between there, too. Oh, yeah. Was it, like... A low 470. Yeah, it was for something. And then we get to when she's closer to her due date. All right. Oh, so yeah. we're well over a, a year, right? We're oh, yeah. At yeah. About, yeah. So they've managed to survive for over a year by just being quiet. If they've lived for over a year and knocking over a lamp while playing Monopoly can still get you killed, they're doing something very wrong. Mm-hmm. You've not taken the proper steps to ensure the safety of your family. If you literally, right. if knocking over one thing in your in your living space is gonna bring is gonna rain down alien monstery things. Well, you know, it, it the, didn't come then. That was a misdirect. But they were right, afraid but, it was going to. Right. So if that's your life, you're still doing something very, very wrong. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like I was saying earlier during your fix, these things are not smart. They're scary, and they are—they seem to be invincible unless their head is open. But they're not smart. They—they they go to sounds. They just—they just—they seem to blindly run after sounds. Mm-hmm. And how you haven't created a more perfect system mm-hmm. to draw them away from you when you're in trouble is my is like my biggest problem with this whole film mm-hmm. like when you can sit there and th- and you're not living in that world and you can sit there and come up with 10 ideas for how to draw things attracted to sound away from you yep uh there's a problem and did like did you catch yourself after the film thinking of every way you could draw them away from you yeah how is it that you've created an entire lighting system and remote surveillance cameras but you haven't figured out to turn on a tornado horn to just crank down and then they're gonna go to that like siren what yeah exactly how 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 they haven't developed a this over the course of a year and a half. Right. They had the low-tech version of it with the fireworks. And they had the knowledge that just make a bigger sound somewhere else. But over a year to still not have, like, made that a proper system is crazy. Yeah. 
And the thing is, is to escape them, they could literally just lay on the ground 20 feet away. And, and it seemed like that was enough and they, they, they wouldn't know where you are and they would go away. Literally, if you're laying on the, on the ground and they don't know you're there, you could do something as simple as light a firecracker and throw it. Yes. Uh, so I've got more fixes for this. I mean... I could just go go on and on about anything. Large taut metal chains attached to noisy bells, like to to at least warn you that that they're coming. Because they, there were moments when these things were surprising them in their own house. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, how have you not built ways to warn you that they're coming? Defensive defenses against them. It was insane how much they were like, oh no, it's here now. You know, it yeah. it was it was crazy. I thought of things like there are remote controlled doorbell buttons that people use in their house, mm-hmm. which is literally just a button sending a signal to a thing that goes bam bam. You know, why aren't those everywhere? Right. Like, why, <laughs> or you know, and and those are really simple solutions. I'm sure that there's really intelligent people out there that can think of much larger solutions to this thing. I mean. Like my just little mind is thinking remote control doorbell buttons, uh, remote car alarms. Beep, 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 beep. You know, you could literally <laughs> set off a car alarm yes. that would that would draw them all away. I even thought of really low tech versions if if you wanted to get really strange with with the movie. Was I I thought of even even like like little little rabbits with bells on them, and that way you could have something that would actually run. Just anything. That would distract these animals that are attracted to sound. And what I wanted was, okay, the son died. So the guy gets obsessed with not building his daughter a hearing aid, gets obsessed with protecting his whole area mm-hmm. from this. I, I I wanted to see after the son died, he's like, okay, what I've been doing is like half-assed, okay? Right. I need to go 10 steps further and really protect my family from this. Yes. I wanted to see a scene with the perfect system. He's apparently built the perfect system around his his house. And I would have loved a scene where some noise happens and you see them come and he's developed this awesome system for just making them to go nowhere near his his house. And I would have liked to see this perfect system and then the movie then in the movie the system goes wrong somehow. And that's how they end up breaking through and he's got to defend himself or something happens away from this perfect world that he's built for his family and he's got to protect himself on the fly Mm -hmm. maybe you know they have to go on some journey for some reason maybe maybe the kids um, the kids insulin finally wears out or what whatever pills he was taking those finally wear out and they've got to travel to the next pharmacy or something just something something but i wanted to see this perfect setup that either goes wrong or they have to leave that perfect setup i didn't believe that they would still be hiding in a basement being quiet and being scared when when a lamp gets knocked over that is my final fix that's good so if no one has anything else maybe we should consider this screen we got Lady One in there this time. It's going to sound so weird. It's, it's because it's a morning broadcast and you are bright eyed. I'm ready tail. to go indoor skydiving. She's ready to Dude. face the day. That's so awesome. All right. Skydiving. That's really, really great. I'm going to eat the rest of the donuts maybe and go back to bed. All right. Just kidding. That's Sick. really gross. <laughs> so anyway, uh, why don't you send us home with our with our informational items? Lady Wand, do you got us? Yes, absolutely. Sweet. If you have things that we did not address or that you'd like us to address next week, because next week we're going to fix Rampage. 
And if you go see yeah. it and you've got things you want us to say, email us at screenfixpod at gmail.com. Um, you can tweet us at screenfixpod and follow us on Instagram at screenfixpod. And you can also find us on Facebook. Just search for Screen Fix Podcast. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Libsyn, Google Play. Please rate, <laughs> review, and subscribe. And please tell a friend if you uh, enjoy the show. Please let someone else know. We appreciate it. Awesome. We also have a Patreon account where you can donate to the show. Uh, we'd love to keep the show going forever. We have dreams of opening a one-screen theater to be the home of podcasting as well as uh, indie films and all kinds of other fun uh, activities. And you can be a part of that. So, Mustachio, you need to tell us exactly why you were late to send us out. <laughs> and a, a, and a, a, a apologize to our, our audience. As Christopher Walken. It's the Parkway. It's, I don't have easy pass. It's, it's so much better to get around when you don't have to keep paying all these tolls. Uh, I'm pretending I'm in Jersey for some fucking reason. I don't know. But Mustachio, he's very sorry. He's not going to let it happen again. He cares, he cares too much about this show and, and what it's about. So... Just, just keep listening, cause it's, it's good stuff. Perfect. All right, goodbye, everybody. Till next time.